Jesus. Thank you, expressions. Uh, before we sit out, can you give him praise and give all your crowns to him? Thank you, Jesus. We want to pray that the Lord will open our hearts, our heart to be receptive to the word of God. We would receive the capacity to receive from the Lord and to mix it with faith. The Bible says that, and the, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. The word has to be received, it has to be understood before it can become flesh. So it dwells amongst men. Let the Lord know that you are ready to receive from him. Open your spirit up to the Lord. Open it up to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Borando Shabarada by a sostaya. Candolobo Shemprande la Biataraba Sotisha. De Barada do Shendebarada Basote. Odado Shamprando Stastaria. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We thank you. Your word is light. As we hear your word this morning, let light break forth. In the name of Jesus, let difficult questions be answered. In the name of Jesus, show us the next thing, Lord. Help us to be more effective on this world. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Kindly take your seat. Um, good to see all of you. And welcome to church. The Lord bless you for coming. I want to thank Pastor and Mama Jeff for the opportunity to, to share God's word with us. Um, we'll have a double dose today. Hallelujah. So uh, I would... I would share a few thoughts with us from the word of God, and then a colleague minister will come and complete it. Amen. We'll be blessed. Hallelujah. You know, in the past few weeks, a uh, pastor has been teaching us kingdom finances, and it's been amazing. Has it been great? Um, and I believe that the, the reason why the Lord is, is doing this, you know, anytime God's word is coming to us, if it is a word of um, healing and health, it means that uh, the Lord has prepared healing and health for his people. So if the Lord is teaching us along kingdom finances, it's a clear indication that he, he wants us to succeed financially. You know, who much is given, much is required. So if the Lord is giving us a lot of word on kingdom finances, then um, he expects that will bear fruit in that regard. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 6, in Matthew chapter 6, we see Jesus um, answering a question from the disciples of teach us to pray. So they came to Jesus and they asked that he teaches them to pray. Hallelujah. And Jesus um, did not rebuke them because he knows that it's a good question. Amen. So he started by letting them know that when you're praying, you have to acknowledge the Father in heaven uh, because we are dealing with the Father in heaven. And I'll touch on two verses. So first I'll touch on Verse, verse 10, in that prayer format, Jesus is teaching his disciples and by extension teaching us that when we are praying, 
one of the key focus of our prayer should be that his kingdom should come. It says, verse 10 says that thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So it is, it is God's heartbeat that his will will be done on the earth. God wants his kingdom to be established on the earth. So he's teaching his disciples that if you are praying, let this be a focus. Uh, so this one he was not teaching us to be reciting it per se, but he's teaching us a format um, to pray effectively. Verse 12. Um, no, 13. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, the second part is my focus. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus says that the kingdom belongs to God. The power belongs to him. And the glory belongs to him. So he says, for thine is the kingdom. For thine is the power. And thine is the glory. Now we've been, um, and you know, the focus of this year is um, a year of his government. Meaning that we are focusing a lot on the kingdom or the government of God. And Jesus is saying that when we are praying, this should be the focus. That thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. Thine is the glory. A lot has been taught on the kingdom. And then we're trying our best, all of us, we're trying our best to live effectively in the kingdom. You know, uh, Jesus um, said to his disciples that um, at that point he was talking about his death. He um, told his disciples that when you are young, when you are young, you can get up and go anywhere. But he says that when you are old, you would need someone to hold your hand and teach you and show you where to go and help you in where to go. Jesus is talking about when we grow up, he's talking about the fact that you have been fully possessed. You know, Paul says that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God or they are the sons of God. So he's teaching us that um, it will get to a point in our walk with God that we would, not, we would not move by ourselves to where we want to go, but we would have someone, and that someone is the Holy Ghost, because the Holy Ghost that led him um, to be crucified. Hallelujah. So in our walk with God, uh, in our work with our, in our finances with God, we, we should get to the point where... Um, the Lord will be leading us in terms of how we are getting the money, in terms of how we are giving the money out. You know, and it is God's heartbeat that um, we, we, his children, become very prosperous. The Bible says in Psalm 35, verse 27, let them shout for joy. And be glad 
that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which had pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So God has pleasure. He, he pleases in our, um, or he wishes that we'll prosper, like John said, and uh, be good health. But he wants us, he takes delight in our prosperity. <coughs> Hallelujah. Um, this morning, you know, Pastor uh, mentioned that in one of the teachings of kingdom finances, that we, um, we increase the rate or the frequency of our earnings. Hallelujah. It's a good thing, right? Because if you are earning 1,000 CDs every month, um, it's, it's so different from when you are earning it every minute. And um, what the Lord has placed on my heart to share with you this morning is how to do this. So I'm going to share with you just one strategy that would help us to increase the frequency of our money-making ability. So we'll make plenty money by this strategy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you happy? Great. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, The Bible says that, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which is swore unto thy fathers, as it is this day. So we see clearly here that um, the money that we would make or the prosperity or the wealth would enter into. It is so that the covenant that he has with our fathers will be established. And what is that covenant? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on the earth or in earth. Hallelujah. As it is in heaven. So, if we should go by this, I know you are waiting for how you can make the money, but take it easy. I'll get there. If we are going by this, Deuteronomy 8, verse 18, if we are going by this, it tells us clearly that we should get to, we should get to a point where um, we will live on the surplus. So money that come to you I know this is tough, but um, that is the truth. Money that comes to you, we have to accept that is for the Lord. The Bible says that this kingdom, uh, the kingdom, the, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, say the Lord. So the money that comes to you is for the Lord. Okay. And God has a purpose and a plan for it. That purpose and plan could even uh, mean your children's school fees, your upkeep and all that. It's part of God's plan. So it's not to say that when God brings you um, one million dollars, you have to um, push all into, no, God will direct you on how to go about it. But my point is that we would have to get to the point where we live on the surplus. You remember when the tax collectors came to Jesus to collect taxes, Jesus asked um, his disciples, um, 
who is it to pay tax? And he said, it's foreigners. So it means that the citizens are free. But he said, Jesus said, for us not to offend them, go to the sea, catch the fish, the first fish that you catch, open their mouth, and you will find a coin. Use it to pay for me and you. So that is the kingdom principle for me, Jesus, and then you. So it means that after we have um, satisfied the will of the Father, then we live on the surplus. Hallelujah. So whatever money that we are going to make from this service, uh, we should have it in mind. We may not be there yet where um, we will live on the surplus, uh, but the surplus will be enough. Hallelujah. It will be enough for you um, to live on. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. We have to know that Jesus, um, God is a creator. And of course, Jesus is a creator. God is a creator. The Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So God is a creator. And then God made us in his image and likeness. It means that he wants us to function like him. Okay. So whatever we see God do, it means that he's setting up a template for us to be able to do same. Okay. So Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, um, 11 and 12. I want to show you how we would make money and then how we would increase the frequency, especially the frequency of making the money. Because if you don't have, you can't give. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1, verse um, 11. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruits yielding, um, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself. Upon the earth, and it was so. This is how God created, and it's very instructive. Let's add a 12. Let's add a 12. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruits whose seed was in itself. After his kind, and God saw that it was good. God created um, these things once, in fact, twice. The first in his mind, and then the second, the first as an idea, and then the second is what we are seeing here. Since God did this, he has not created any plant again. So, this is the secret of increasing the frequency. Of our earnings. Okay. We call it automation. Okay. The Bible says that its seed was in itself. So whatever you are doing, whichever thing that brings you money, the seed to automate or the thing to get it um, becoming repetitively is in itself. So what we have to do is to press into God to get the wisdom to automate everything that we are doing. If we don't automate, it means that we are doing it manually. Okay. You should be at a point where um, whether you are in church 
or you are sleeping, or um, you are driving, money is coming to you. But if we don't automate our processes, if we don't automate like God did in Genesis chapter 1, 11 and 12, if we don't do this and learn from this, we would always be sweating and then be doing it manually, be doing it manually. There are several things that we know and several things that we do that we can easily automate. So let's take, for example, okay, let me use this example. During COVID, um, everything was shut down. Um, uh, Step Up Business School was one of the first that the president said should be shut down because of the things that we do. So that is when the Lord opened my eyes to this truth. And then I set up an automation system for bulk SMS. Okay. And then um, people can buy credit. They can send their SMS without contacting me. So I am free from that. I put in the work, um, and then I put the seed in itself, and then it will just be uh, producing by itself. So some you can go uh, buy the credit yourself. You pay yourself. You don't call me. And then the system will put the money in the account. The only thing that I would do is to withdraw it from the account. Hallelujah. And we can replicate this method in everything that we do. If God was able to do it for the herbs, the trees, the fish, the everything that he created, then we can replicate that in everything that we do. Everything that we do. Especially when you have knowledge to sell. You can sell, you can increase the frequency of it by automating it. And then once you automate it, you keep improving on the processes and then um, it will be yielding fruit for you. The work that the Lord has for us is huge. And we need huge sums of money to do it. It's not small money. Huge sums of money to do it. And things like this would help us um, in increasing the frequency of our earnings. And then um, in doing that, we'll get plenty of money to, to give to the Lord. My time is up. Uh, I'm sure there'll be an opportunity to share more on this truth and then um, to um, help us implement this. Um, thank you very much. We'll pray on this, but I would invite Minister Savior to also bless us um, with a few thoughts, and then um, we'll bring the service to Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank the Lord. Give him praise. Honor him from your heart. Thank him. Give him all the praise and glory. Honor him. Thank him for the word that you received. Pray for understanding for of this word in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. We're in church, not at the funeral. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you. I hope you've heard something. If, if you've heard something, I hope you wrote something down. Or they are all in your head. <laughs> you know, maybe... What you even heard today, you've not understood it, or you don't understand. Write it down. A day will come, you read it, and you understand. Maybe God has, what God has said today, some people is practical very, in this very moment. Somebody may be three, three years' time. Just write it down. It's a wisdom God has shared with you. You may not get it anywhere again, or you may pay to get it one day. Uh -huh. So by that time, if he has automated it, you pay more to get it. So now that he hasn't automated this one yet, you write it down. Hallelujah. 
If you've not heard anything at all today, you've heard automation, hallelujah. If you don't understand, go and Google what is automation. Uh-huh, then you'll get to know more about it. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor. And uh, thank you, Mama Jenny. And thank you, Minister Charles, for such a powerful introduction. He made a, a powerful statement and said, God is interested in your prosperity. <clears throat> With this, there's no doubt about that. God wants you to prosper. Hallelujah. Say, God wants me to prosper. Do you believe that? God wants you to prosper. That is why when Jesus came and said, God, the, the Spirit of the Lord goes upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, which means that he has come to do something about poverty. Hallelujah. You know, the, 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 the truest form of empowerment for the poor is the gospel. Hallelujah. Not giving the person money. That is why when you give a beggar money, he will come again. Until you give him the gospel, the good news. And that the good news means that it will make him productive. He won't come again. Hallelujah. So the most powerful form of empowerment or empowering the poor is the gospel. You know, when Jesus, uh, when John the Baptist sent someone to Jesus to ask, are you the one? He said, to the blind, the blind receive their sight, the dead can hear, the dead are raised, the lepers are cleansed. But to the poor, the gospel is preached. He didn't change the, the format. Even though he gave money to the poor, he knows that that is not sustainable. So the most sustainable form of empowering the poor is preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. So you are all empowerment agents. Hallelujah. Once you can preach to the poor, you are an agency that can empower the poor. Hallelujah. So it's not only the pastor. You are part of that. Hallelujah. Once the Holy Ghost upon you, he has empowered you to be able to preach the gospel to the poor. Amen. So if God wants you to be rich, it means I said, this, this, this means that he has empowered you to also be rich. When you look at the Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 8, now he quoted, he said that uh, if you remember that it is, he reminded the Lord God, is he who has given thee the power to get wealth. So wealth making is an empowerment, hallelujah. It counts from the power of God. It God has given you the ability to make wealth, hallelujah. He has given you the energy to make wealth. Even though, as it is true that prosperity is not just as, if you would, a direct or the response of, let me put it this way, uh, prayer is not the direct thing you do just to be rich. Okay? So people say that, okay, you can't pray and pray and pray. Yes, there's a truth in that. However, we can't discount the place of God in prosperity, which means that you don't just sit down to pray, 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 and be rich. God will give you wisdom, but so but you can't discount God in prosperity. Minister Charles made a powerful statement that uh, we have to get to a point where God leads us in the giving, in the, in the getting and then the giving. Sometimes the challenge we face in giving to God is because we are not sure he led us to make it. Hallelujah. We have done so many things and we don't know whether it is the one God said we did that made us rich or not. So we are not too sure about it. We've tried so many things. And some, sometimes it's through fair and foul means. Hallelujah. So we don't know whether we should give the glory to God or the deserves it. But if you are too sure that he led you, you will be sure that he will lead you to give as well. So that's, that's the place we have to get to. That in the getting process, you are sure that God himself is leading you. Hallelujah. Last week, Mr. Gid thought of beautifully on tithing. And the truth remains the same that, you see, you can choose not to tithe. You won't die. You won't die. And God will not kill you because you're not tithing. Do you understand? Or you can choose not to give to church. God will not kill you because of that. However, if you truly love God, if you truly love people, you will give to them. Hallelujah. So it's not like uh, they, are, they are trying to heap stones or uh, how do you call it these days? Uh, 
hails and rainstones on you that you will give no. It's the matter of love. You must understand the place of it. If you, you can be sure it's God who led me to do this. Now, well, even, even naturally, if someone has given you an opportunity, you want to give thanks to the person, isn't it? From the subtle of the things you got from that opportunity. And sometimes you are even sure, oh, is this enough to give to this person or not? So if you are too sure, it's God who has led you to that process. You know that you, you, must, you must be willing to give back to him. And, and you see, wealth making is a result of wisdom. And the Bible says the wisdom of this world comes to not, comes to nothing. But the wisdom of God can make you more productive. Hallelujah. You know, let's, let's take Daliha for, for instance. Do you know that there are a lot of people in the village who weed their bedroom as a weed on their farm every day? But you have the wisdom to know, ah, I can get something from this. And you think God cannot make you rich. So when we hear such statement that God, there's, God has nothing to do with your prosperity, you should, you should know that it's, it's not true. But sometimes the way it is preached, that's not the way God will work to make you rich. Uh, Pastor asked last week, how many of us have read Prosperity Decoded? And the gospel is the same all the time. We've been taught about the production of prosperity, uh, sorry, the revelation of prosperity, the production, and then the distribution. Sometimes we mistake the, the distribution for the production. The production comes as a result of the wisdom that you've gained from the word of God. That makes you to be productive. Hallelujah. So we can, there's no way we can change it to come and say that unless you give, you can't prosper. Unless you give, no. Giving is a result of your prosperity. So you must now know how do I become prosperous, which we've been taught, that gleaning from the truth of the gospel of Christ. Amen. And what makes you prosperous is the gospel, because it says to the poor, the gospel is preached. Amen. All right. <clears throat> Sorry. So this, this, this scripture that Deuteronomy 8, 18 means that whatever you have to prosper resides in you. Whatever you require to prosper resides in you. You know, and, and in Genesis chapter 1, verse 20, God said, let us create, God wanted to create a man. And he had learned how man ought to operate. He wants him, and how he wants him to be. You see, and, and, and when God made man, he said, prosper. He said, multiply. You see, which means that your prosperity is not God's responsibility. It's your personal responsibility. Do you agree to that? Now, your prosperity, God has put in you what it takes for you to prosper. Therefore, your prosperity is your responsibility, not God's responsibility. In like manner, even though God has made provision for salvation, if man doesn't take responsibility to accept Jesus Christ as Lord, he can't be saved. The same way it works for prosperity in the kingdom of God. If you don't accept that responsibility, because there's, some, there's what to know to prosper, and there's what to believe to prosper, and there's what to do to prosper. Hallelujah. You can't, you can't just know and leave it there. You must believe it. And if you believe, you must do it. If the proof of believing something is that you are doing it, amen. If you believe something, you will do it. If you don't believe it, you won't do it. Amen. And now, <coughs> sorry. I put some few things here. So God is interested in your all-round prosperity, including your financial prosperity. And it is therefore erroneous to think that your salvation has nothing to do with your prosperity. It has everything to do with your prosperity. Everything has to do with your prosperity. Jesus said that your heavenly father knows that you need these things and he wants to add them to you himself. The fact that prayer and fasting alone does not guarantee financial prosperity doesn't mean you should take God out of financial matters. He is the Lord of all, including your money, which means I can tell you what to do with your money. Hallelujah. So the truth is that if a pastor asks you to give 1,000 CDs and God says give 500, you have to obey God. You must be willing to, you must pick that from your spirit. 
And that's the maturity all required. Because if you are too sure God says you give this, you won't doubt it. Sometimes we are hesitant to give because of how we felt we've been duped before, how we felt we, or we've been scammed before. This man has got all the money to do something. But God cannot scam you. Hallelujah. Whatever God wants from you is because he has given you more than that. Hallelujah. In, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, God is making or is able to make all grace. This as a result of giving. So it, it, you see, your giving goes beyond the, the, what, you, what we get, the reward for giving goes beyond money. So God is able to make all grace. All grace. You see, there's a grace for prosperity, but you see, God is able to. So sometimes when you even give, the return is some money you get in place. God is able to give a different grace to you that you don't even know you needed that grace until God gives that to you. So when he asks you to give something, sometimes we, leave, we limit our giving to just money. That's where the problem is. And if God wants you to give something, he wants the best of it. Hallelujah. He's not like it's, it's the leftover you give to him. He wants the best of it. The best of it comes from your heart. So we can, God asks, okay, give. I think it was uh, uh, Pastor Hagen who said that he, he learned to hear from God through his giving. How he learned to hear from God. That's what he can tell you. This is a result of the, He may not be able to point to a car or a house to you as a result of my giving of money, but I learned to hear from God, which is, which, is, which is the best of assets you can ever have. Hallelujah. The reason why God wants us to prosper is because when money falls in the hand of the wrong person, it leads to wickedness. It leads to oppression. It leads to injustice. But he knows that if the money falls in the hands of the right person, justice will prevail. His will will be done on the earth if the money falls in the hands of the right person. That is why God is first interested in building you up before entrusting you wealth and riches. Hallelujah. So you must not escape the building process and expect him to be the one to prosper the works of your hands. You see, you can prosper without God. It's true. You don't need to be born again to have plenty. Okay, let me not say prosperity because it depends on what prosperity you, you are looking at. You can have plenty of money without God. No twist about it. There are atheists who have money. Even to a extent that sometimes it look as if they have more money than we, the believers. You can have plenty of money without God. It's true. And it is more true that when you have God, what you get is more than money. Hallelujah. Which means that whatever the person is trying to get, to, to do everything to get, when you have God, you have even more than that. The seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. The person who was chasing the thing couldn't have the kingdom, hallelujah. Can't see the kingdom. Said Until you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God, or you cannot enter his kingdom. So when you have God, you have more than money. You know, when you read 3 John 2, say that, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in help, even as thy soul prospers, which a lot of people who have money don't have. Their soul has not prospered. That is how they can kill without thinking about it. Emotionally, they are weak. Hallelujah. But when you have God, said that, uh, I commend it to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to deliver to you your inheritance among them that, them that are sanctified. Hallelujah. So this thing, this, this is it, it's, it's heavier than just having money. Prostitutes can have money, isn't it? They've sold their body for money. Anyone can do it. People do money without to have money, isn't it? Hallelujah. But when you have God, you have sound money. You know, I, I watched a short clip. Somebody went to the man to do money ritual. They said, you have to come with a goat. And when the man cast a spell on the goat, the number of steps the goat would take to the number of years to live on the earth. 
So they cast this spell on this girl. The girl took two steps. The guy was confused. Oh, God, move now. The thing wasn't moving. He was confused whether I should be happy or not. Because, yes, you make the manual. But he did everything. The girl didn't move. So that was the verdict. He had to go and live for three years and die after making the money. But God doesn't have those conditions. Hallelujah. He, has, he, he wants to prosper you in a way that you, you enjoy whatever you have. When you read the Deuteronomy scripture, when you go home, read it from, from, from verse 1. You see, he was trying to let them know how he led them through the wilderness. Which means that when you have nothing, when nothing seems to be working, I fed you. That's why we have the scripture that man ought not to live by bread alone. When you had nothing, when you didn't even know how to, how to even farm, because you are going through wilderness, how will you farm? I fed you. So he said, when you have come to the land and have, you have eaten and you are full, remember. Which is a point will come that when you're eating, you're full, you think that my wisdom got me this. But when you even, whatever you have by then, you couldn't use it because there was nothing to even farm on. And when you read Genesis, I think chapter 2, he said that God has not caused the rain upon the earth because there was no man to till the ground. So until God caused the rain upon the earth, you can't even till the ground. So around that time, you couldn't do it, but I still fed you. So now is it because, like, you've made money, you think that I want to take your food from you? No, that's not how God behaves. But just remember, because you can be full and think that you are so rich that, oh, I think, oh, I can do it. Because anything you want, you can do. You can read all the books, can tell the seminars to be able to get that so-called wisdom that can help you grow. But don't forget, I gave you the power. That power means I gave you the ability. I gave you the strength. Because whatever you are doing, see, the strength, if your strength fails you, those of you who have maybe fallen sick small, small, you can't do anything. No. You can't do anything. You, you, where will you go to? A strength has failed you. You can't do anything. You are, you are, you, you are immobile. When I gave you that strength, that power to make work. So when I take that strength from you, you cannot do anything. Having to see people who go to hospital, people who are, who are, who, who are stricken with stroke. Sometimes you, you want to cry for them. But this one was one, once powerful. Now they have to move him about. He can't do anything. Your, hand, your life is in the hand of somebody else. You can push into the car, uh, the road for a car to kill you any day, any time. When your strength fails you, you say, don't forget, I gave you power to make work. Hallelujah. So now, I said something, which, which I think if you've not heard anything, there are a lot to share, but time will not permit us. If you don't hear anything at all, that should help us. You say that, like, there's what you know to prosper. Hallelujah. There's what you know to prosper. There's what to do to prosper. And there's what to believe to prosper. Hallelujah. Okay. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says that, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate in day and night. You see, I heard a rich man that someone we know to be rich in this world said that, I knew I want to prosper, so I consume every prosperity material that came my way. He was deliberate for his prosperity. He said, I knew I want to prosper, so I consume every prosperity material that has come my way. So as a child of God, you know God wants you to prosper. So you must consume every word of God that talks about prosperity. Hallelujah. You must know that they told you, you know it for yourself that no, God, this is God's will, this is God's verdict, this is God's word on my prosperity. Which means that you must be on it till you get the understanding you require from that word. Hallelujah. Not because they told you one day or oh, pastor said I should read prosperity because I've read it. No. What, does that, what did you glean from it? Which knowledge has become yours from that book? 
or from the word of God? What has become yours from that word of God? So you knew what there's what you must know to prosper. I remember at the beginning of this year, Pastor mentioned that there. You see, you, do, you don't know one thing and become everything. You see, that's why you can see someone very powerful in healing, but it's very poor. Because he knows so much about healing. So that one day, without, without doing anything, he can still heal. Hallelujah. No, uh, a man of God said he has, he, like, he, he said he came to Ghana and he went to Independence Square and he was praying to God that, oh, I want to come here one day and fill up the place. And someone, the one who took him there, so last four years, Pastor Chris was here. In fact, there was two overflows because of that. And he was trying to say, okay, he has entered a level of energy. There are certain things he hasn't had to pray to be able to, ha- to happen in his life. And said, so at his level now, the energy he has entered is that if he prays for you, you have growth, it will disappear. No matter how big the growth, it will disappear. And he knows that. He's too sure of it. He knows it. And like manner, if you can know so much about healing, you can know so much about whatever, you can even raise the dead and still be poor. Because the knowledge, the wisdom required to raise the dead is not the same wisdom required to, to become rich. It's the wisdom that applies to money. Now, if God is acknowledged as a center of a prosperity, it makes money servant to you. But if God is not acknowledged, it makes you servant to money. There are two differences. If you think you have made the money, money will talk to you and you listen to money. That's what money can tell you that what next to do with your, with your money. Go and do this. Like sponsor anything. So if God is acknowledged at the center of your money, it makes money servant to you. Say, don't, don't forget, say, you can't serve two masters. And didn't say God and Satan. Say, God and money. Satan is not, a, is, not a, is not a master. He has been defeated. God and money. Hallelujah. Because he knows the voice and the influence of money in the life of men on the earth. It's very powerful. So we said that you can't serve the two. But until you make God your Lord and your money is under you, otherwise, if the money becomes Lord, you think you're bigger than God. Because no one can talk to you and you listen. Because I can sort it out with money. I have cash. Hallelujah. I pray that none of us will get to that level. Where money becomes our God. But money is servant to us. But if that God is true in your life, if say his Lord, it means that he's Lord over everything. Sometimes we are, we are a bit careful where, where we put God. You know, sometimes, you see, hallelujah. There, there are two great decisions we make in this world. Eh? Like two, two, especially two great decisions we make in this world that once you make that decision, you don't determine the consequence. For instance, if you say that I belong with, to this church or this is my pastor, it means that whatever he tells you, you will do. That's why you don't force people to go to a church. So you have seen it and so God has led you. So that's why God must lead you to a church that he has called you to. Even so, that's why sometimes people go to a church and they are preaching wrong, but they can't do anything because you can't, you can't rebel against authority because God respects authority. The same way it happens in marriage, isn't it? Hallelujah. Last year, I couldn't have said this, but this year I can say this. <laughs> you know, I think I heard this from pastor when I was on campus. He said, look, once you say yes to a man, it means that if he leaves the gutters, you will follow him. So, saying yes means that whatever you do, I will be. Do you understand? So, which means that even once, once you submit yourself to an authority, God expects you to respect that authority. If you feel that, no, whatever it is, no, then the best is to leave. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In like manner, so even though they may not be 100% correct, you have the decision to make whether you will submit that authority or not. In the same way, if you say God is or Jesus is your Lord, it means that whatever he tells you to do, you will do. That's how I can look at Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac because he respects this man. What if I say, it may not look, it, it may sound absurd, but if you say it's your Lord, it means that he's wiser than I am. So be, be Lord over my life. Which means that whatever you tell me is for my good. So you're, you're, you must now determine to know that, okay, this is God telling me this. If it is God, then I know whatever he's telling me, he cannot lie to me. Hallelujah. But you look as if it's a bit difficult to hear God in the area of money or who to marry. It's a bit difficult. You know, usually when young guys are in love, hallelujah, they hear themselves more than they can hear God. Oh, yes, they want to hear, like, they are praying a certain prayer. They want to hear no, so they will hear no. They are praying another one. They want to hear yes, so they will hear yes. And now they will tie it to God. God says, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Don't ask whether it's from experience or from... <laughs> The younger ones, it's not true. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I can see where the younger ones are. There are a lot of younger ones here. So that's where the nurse is coming from. <laughs> Hallelujah. What I'm trying to point, the point I'm trying to make is that once you say God, He is your Lord, it means that He tells you what to do. If you can truly hear God in the area of giving, Tithing will not be an issue in, the, in church, whether you should preach or not to preach, because you, you yourself, you know what God is telling you. Hallelujah. If he is a Lord over your money, and he says, I want this. Look at how Jesus said, when you were going to uh, untie the court, he said, when they ask you, tell them the master needs of it. Can God tell you that today? That I want this. Hallelujah. Some of us, we like our car so much that God, hallelujah, God may not be able to say, oh, I want this car today. Which means that maybe you have to be in church for about three days. And you know, sometimes you don't know it's three days. Only three days I'll be in church and maybe you get a bigger one. But, oh, then you'll be thinking, hey, what are, how would the kids go to school? And I don't want my kids to ever be in church. So how would they? And this Uber thing, some of the drivers, I don't like. But God, if it's God, he has thought, he has thought about that too. Not has, has he only thought about it. He has resolved that already. But you didn't know. So sometimes when the issue comes, let us go to him to even know more about him. God can be so Lord that the details of your life, eh, he will, this morning, this is when I woke up to pray. I was feeling some headache this morning. So I woke up to pray. I was just praying some few minutes. There are certain things I'm supposed to do. I forgot. I was reminded I did that. So even the mundane things, God can lead you to do them. I forgot. Like, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have remembered. But I needed to do them this morning. So sometimes you don't know why you are even doing it, but God himself is guiding you. But sometimes once you get small results, now we stop. But he wants to do more with our lives. God wants to do more with our lives than what our money can do for us. So we shouldn't hold on to that. So what you must know is that what does God say? What has he said about prosperity? God has said something about prosperity. And don't forget we were told last week that, or last two weeks, that the truth that you don't know cannot make you free. Even though it's truth, if you don't know that truth, it will not make you free. So the truth about money will not make you, it's what is keeping you in not having enough of the money. Hallelujah. So you must know the truth of abundance God has created. God wants us to have. If you don't know that truth, you can't be made free. It's the truth you know that makes you free. So it's the truth you know about money that will make you free. 
That's the difference. The truth you know, that makes you free. In as much as it's good to know that truth, you must believe that truth. Hallelujah. But if you don't believe it, until you believe it, it can't profit you. You remember I said that the word didn't profit them because of unbelief. Until you believe it, that truth cannot profit you. And how do you believe? It's a very difficult thing. Believing means that you can't see the thing, but still, accept that it's true. You don't believe the things you can see. You don't believe the things you can touch. You don't believe the things you know. You, I, I can't see it, but I know it's true because of the, the, uh, the integrity of the one telling you what it is. Hallelujah. If you know who is the known... The, the most, do you have any known, any known liar in Ghana? No lawyer, sorry. Any known liar in Ghana? Or anyone you know is say, okay, Satan is a liar, isn't it? <laughs> so, he's the world's most renowned liar. He has that. And if he comes to tell you today, oh, you uh, how uh, kill your son. Have, can you do? No, you know he's a liar. He will come, oh, you, you, God, I told you also did it. The same thing he, to, he told that they call, uh, uh, how they call, Eve in the garden. As God said, he, he sold a lie to her and she believed it and she lost everything. You see, but you know God is true. He says that if you, heavenly, you earthly fathers know how to give good gifts to your children, how much will heavenly father? Which means that whoever is the truest person on the earth can be compared to God. He said, let God be true, every man be liar. So if you believe what he has told is true, it means that because the person saying cannot lie. Even if it's a lie, because it's God, it become, become truth. Hallelujah. Whatever God says, even if you think it's a lie, because he's God, will be true. Because he's a reality. He determines what is true. Now, so, we must, uh, uh, so the difficulty about believing is because we don't know enough. If you know enough, you'll believe enough. Hallelujah. If you want to believe something, just know more about it now. You'll believe it. Just get to know more about that now. Because every aspect of you now knows the thing. Your eyes know it. Your, everything, like your, your whole being knows what it is. So like it becomes easy for a body to believe. Because if you feed it so much, your brain becomes, you see, there are many schools of thought. Some of them claim that the brain is like a, a, a blank slate. That's philosophy. Some say it's like a blank slate. So whatever you feed the brain is what they accept. So when you become born again, it's your duty now to undo what you know and learn new things. So what you learn about the word of God is what now becomes your reality. So if you want to believe it, learn it enough, know it enough till your, body, your whole body accepts it. And when you believe it enough, you begin to do. Hallelujah. When you believe it enough, you begin to do. So your responsibility is now to know the truth. Okay, this whole goes out. So just get more word about it in your prayer. God is guiding you. You are meditating. He's guiding you. So it's becoming real to you. Okay. So the truth is that any word you know and you, you meditate more about it, you get to see more word about it. Hallelujah. You get to know God's reality about it. It was Ken Hagen who was praying one day. Jesus appeared to him that I want to, him to do something. So and to show me a scripture. He says to him, I'll show you a scripture that you don't know is in the Bible. He's the author of the word of God. Things you've read, you you breathe fresh on it, and you say, ah, this this actually about prosperity, but I didn't even know about it. Hallelujah. So whatever area of your life, if it's in health, and you want to believe in divine healing, know more about divine healing. Know more about it. Get enough material about it, and know more about it. When you know more about it, you will believe it. When you believe it, you behave it. Hallelujah. So you see, this helps us to stop wishing for things. We know how how it happens. Whatever you are doing today is what you believe. Whatever you are doing today is what is what you believe. That's why you are doing it. Whatever you are doing today, for for whatever reason, is what you believe. Amen. So if you want to prosper, believe enough about it. Know more about it. Believe enough, which means that 
So just knowing is not enough. That's where meditation comes in. You don't come to church and they preach and you receive that. You go, no. You may not make the most out of what you've heard. Go back and meditate on it. Just sit down. Think about it. What does the word God say? Like, you, you try to get more, get more, get more till it becomes your personal reality. Hallelujah. It's a strong meat. belongs to those who, by reason of use, have their sense exercised thereby. By reason of, so you, okay, maybe you try to, it didn't work well. A, a time will come, like has pastor said, I said, not that you know it, that you do it so that you can, uh, you always get it right, right? But you can't get it wrong. You know that now you do it that you can't get it wrong. No matter be the case, you can't get it wrong. There are certain things you know like that, that no matter how hard they try, you can't get it wrong. You know that this is the way it is. In like manner, God is interested in prosperity. So uh, there's more to share, but the time will not permit us. So doing guarantees becoming James chapter 1, verse 25. Let's read that scripture, James 1, 25. James 1, 25. James 1.25. Okay, say that. But whosoever looketh in the perfect law of liberty and continuing therein, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Amen. This man shall be blessed in his deed. He shall be blessed in his deed. If if he do, if he does it, isn't it? And that word be also means to happen. Hallelujah. Which means that if, 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 if you do the thing, it will begin to happen. Whatever you, do, you are doing, it will begin to happen. Hallelujah. Once you start doing, you will, you will begin to happen. It also means that I am. So that also means I am or am. It's am, but they add I am. So you see, don't forget, it's only Jesus who could boldly say, I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. Because, and don't forget that how God anointed him, he went about doing. is how he can say, I am the light of the world. And that I am is, is reserved for God. Hallelujah. So when you are you become a doer of God's word, you pick on Godness. Hallelujah. How the, the, like the essence of God becomes a reality in your life when you do God's word. Hallelujah. So whatever we've been taught here, the focus of the church is to make you to be productive. The focus of, of, of the church is to make you have more in terms of prosperity. Because God wants you to be, to be prosperous. God wants you to prosper. And see, and the essence of having is giving. Hallelujah. The, one of the primary reasons why you have is to give. No matter what you have, you give it out one day, whether willingly or unwillingly. Even people who die, their will suggests they are giving the thing out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So whatever you have, you eventually give. You eventually give. No matter how other someone steals from it, 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 will, it will go away from because like you are like a conduit. It's going through you. You eventually give. That's the purpose of don't, I said, letting that store steal no more. Let him work living with hands that he may have to what? To give. Whatever you have, you eventually give. God's intention is that you'll be a giver. You'll be a blessing to many. So that if, if it, it, won't, it won't end with you. If it ends with you, it means that, God, there's no way out again. So please find another channel. If water, has, water is flowing through some place and all the time is getting stagnant, it will find a way out. A soft ground, because you have become a hard ground, isn't it? It will find a, a soft ground out one day to another. Same thing. Maybe the fresher one will not come. A stagnant one will be there. See, whatever you have, if this money you are talking about, one day a government can now rise up, okay, we want to change our country. Do you know if you have the, the old 5,000, 10,000 or plenty, you are a poor man today because it's not, val- it's not valid again today. See, God knows the end from the beginning. So please, let's open our, let's open our hearts. Let's open our minds to, to him. 
that will be channeled to be blessing. You see, when you talk about giving, sometimes you don't limit the giving to just giving to church. God can work on your heart to give to many projects, including the church. Many projects, many projects. So that's why you must be led and you yourself, you know, God is telling me to do this. Okay? You don't have you don't have any guilt or offense if you don't have it and say they should give you, you're not able to give. There's no guilt or offense. There was someone who gave wristwatch before at one of our conferences, wristwatch. Someone gave his wedding ring at our, we- our conference. We don't know the person till today. The person just wanted to give. Maybe he didn't have the money to give, but he was able to give. He has opened up God. Anything is giveable. Hallelujah. Men of God gave their laptops at meetings. It's giveable. People give their cars at meetings. Hallelujah. You should get to a place where you can go to a meeting with your with your Range Rover, whatever car, your Mercedes Benz, you give it out. If you can't even give 10 CDs, then even God cannot talk to you about something. You should walk to the, no one will force you, but you say, no, I have to give this to all this project. Hallelujah. Because you know that God is too big than this. He's bigger than this. Amen. I want us to pray. We pray that on, on, on a revelation of what to know. Hallelujah. We are praying on what to know. We are praying on what to know. We are praying to receive revelation on how to know about God's will, about prosperity. You, you see, this one, you pray to God. I want to know your will, your, your absolute will on prosperity. Tell me your absolute will on prosperity. What I need to know about prosperity in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And you are praying that every doubt in your heart about finance will be flushed. Every doubt, every doubt in your heart about, maybe I'm not too sure about this. Oh, did God really say this? I'm not too sure about it. If you're not too sure of what God says, you'll be, you'll be deceived by the devil. That's what he did to, to, to Eve. Now, has God really said? Has God said? Has God said? Has God said? So I want to have the absolute truth of God's word on prosperity in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for understanding on your word on, on, on finance, your word on prosperity. I receive understanding to your word of prosperity. I receive that understanding. What you said, what, not what man said, what you said. What is your will concerning my prosperity? Your will, your will. I know you have a role. I know you have a place. I know you have a will about how I need to prosper. In the name of Jesus, I refuse to listen to men, Lord. Let only God be true in your prosperity in the name of Jesus. God is interested in your financial prosperity. In your success financially, God is interested. God, I want to know your will about that. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I receive the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Regards to my finances. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That I know your will about my prosperity. In the name of Jesus. And we are praying for uh, the energy for action in the name of Jesus. He said, he gives you power to make well. Lord, receive the power, the energy to act on your word in the name of Jesus. Receive the energy, receive the zeal to act on your word in the name of Jesus. Every word you give us, we act on it in the name of Jesus. Receive the power and energy to act on your word. The release of power and energy to act on your word in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Marco brazagadi bihataya. Oh, magazasha bragadidi bihantaya ma. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for today in the name of Jesus. We honor you because your word is true. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. We want to know your accurate knowledge. We want to have an accurate and precise knowledge about prosperity in the name of Jesus. In the kingdom, Lord. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, every doubt in our hearts, 
every misunderstanding in our minds. Lord, we pray that it be flashed out in the name of Jesus. Grant us light in the area of prosperity in the name of Jesus. Genuinely, Lord, we don't know much about what you said about prosperity. Lord, we want to know what you say in the name of Jesus. Guide us in our workplace. Guide us about the truth, the reality of your prosperity in the name of Jesus. Because you give us the power to make wealth. I pray, Father, for grace in the name of Jesus and the energy to act on the revelation we receive in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, in meditation, Lord. We know what to do to prosper. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We honor you that wealth is coming to us in abundance in the name of Jesus. We are known for the wealth you have given to us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we will lend to many nations and we shall not borrow. We shall be the head and not the tail in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. We receive cities from you in the name of Jesus. Houses we did not build or we receive from you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You said, Lord, Apollos planted, I planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus as we continue to water the word in our hearts every day, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We receive the increase from you in the name of Jesus. The increase for the works of our hands in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Father. We give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.